Hey everybody, it's uh, Be Still, Be Free, and um, I'm Monica. And I'm Sarah. And we are so excited to be with you today. We are in the middle of our Be Thinker series, and actually we're kind of wrapping up a little bit. We're kind of toward the end of the things that we're told to think about. These are the last words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sarah is kicking us off today. We have talked about thinking on things that are true and lovely, things that are pure and just, things that are lovely and good report, and now we're going to talk about things of virtue and praise. Ooh, I'm so excited about this. Yes, yes. You know, it's funny because um, so much of what you said last week was, you know, I say reflective of what I studied and prepared, but it's so interesting to me how these words just kind of overlap and the mm-hmm. purpose of them overlap. And it's just been really neat to see that. Um, so we were talking last week how... Um, these words are kind of like fruits, right? And yeah. I had mentioned David Guzik, the Paul, um, these Paul would say are the fruit and the food of the mind that is guarded by the peace of God. When we put these good things into our mind, they stay in our mind and then come forth from us. And we had talked about that. Like if you'll put these things in, mm-hmm. let them stew, sit on them a little bit, meditate on them. They're going to come back out. Right. You know, what goes in comes out as a man thinketh. So is he like, mm-hmm. and we talked about a couple of weeks ago that that's a universal like belief. Absolutely. There are several religions all across the world that believe as a man thinketh. So is mm-hmm. he, uh, I thought that when I read that in that one week, I just thought it was, um, pure and just week. And I was like, man, that's just crazy. That so many people truly believe yeah. that as a man thinketh. So is like, he. that's just a fundamental humanity. Thing. So fundamental. So, um, my words were virtue and praise. And if you look up a lot of the translations, virtue and excellent, will be intertwined. Ooh, so awesome. Um, and very similar um, meanings, but let's talk about it. So excellent, was a, which is a translation for various Hebrew words. And that's the other thing. Like excellence has a, a both words just have a broad kind of translation. Um, excellence means, or excellent, it means great, honorable, surpassing, greater, better, most excellent, which reminds me of... Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent yes. Adventure. <laughs> My favorite movie of the 80s. Most noble, things that are different. I loved that. Like something that's excellent is something that is different. Um, Preeminent, becoming to the great, very surpassing. So I loved that things that are different. Virtue basically means moral goodness. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, a. Uh, used to be, you would think of men as being virtuous and you would think about, you know, the valiance that went with them and mm-hmm. the valor and whatnot. But the most common understanding for virtue is a moral goodness mm-hmm. more than it is a physical goodness. Praise is an ascription of value or worth. Praiseworthy is deserving approval and admiration. I thought it was funny also because it says worthy of praise or praiseworthy in the verse. But when you looked up like in the blue, Le- blue letter um, Bible and you would do the uh, definitions, it would only just put forth praise. Mm. And, you know, praise is something that you think you do. It's a verbal, it's a, a verb, it's an action. Yeah. Praiseworthy is something that you think is like, it's an attribute, it's adjective, um, right. a description of, um, but it used the actual, you know, praise, the word praise almost always in all of the the commentaries and so forth. It wasn't worthy of praise and it wasn't praiseworthy. It was just interesting. Praise. I thought that was very interesting. Um, joyful 
Living says the focus in both texts is on how to experience the peace of God rather than the turning of the world, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we talked about last week. Sounds the peace familiar. And our last message, this was a series um, that this article had been going through. So in our last message, we looked at the importance of talking to God. In a sense, this text challenges us in the way we talk to ourselves. Love that. What we think about and how we interpret those things that are happening around us create the churning that so often is a part of our living. So again, just kind of reflective of what you had talked about last week, that things we think about and how we interpret those things. There is a famous scene. I love this in Peter Pan. Peter is in the children's bedroom. They have seen him fly and they wish to fly too. They have tried it from the floor and they have tried it from the beds and the result is failure. How do you do it? John asked. And Peter answered, you just think lovely, wonderful thoughts and they lift you up in the air. Oh, I forgot all about that. Uh, That sentiment is a little sappy, but it also contains a measure of truth. The only way to defeat evil thoughts is to learn to think differently. It's, it's, um, wow. One of the weeks we talked about the example of like, don't think about a submarine, but you, Mm -hmm. you, you don't stop thinking about the submarine by choosing not to think about it, you think about something different that will take its place. That's right. Like, oh, I love That's that. That's exactly right. And I just think when you say the only way to defeat evil thoughts is to learn to think differently. I think what's unique to me about this series is that from day one, when we talked about what be still meant and what being free meant, we were talking about mind shifts. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how women... We have got to take back our ability to live freely through a change of mindset. And I'm not going to step on any toes right now. And I will not get into a debate on Facebook or Mm -hmm. any of our media, okay, social media outlets. But I feel that today's women are getting more caught up in causes that Mm -hmm. make them feel validated and make them have self-worth and make them feel like they wake up with purpose. Mm -hmm then we are actually trying to learn to think differently. Mm-hmm. That's a really good, really good word. Our only cause is the cause for Christ. Yes. That's it. Yep. We are marching for and causing for other things more than we open our Bible on our side table. I yeah. would argue. Yes. I'm not saying everybody is doing that, but I would say the grand majority are. I agree. And so as women, when we first set out to do this, our burden was just how many women depressed and anxiety and worry and defeated, defeated such defeat and not living in their who, because they didn't like who they were. Um, couldn't find their, who couldn't find their who. Yeah. Causes, um, I mean, they're sensational and they'll get you going for a time, Mm -hmm. but they don't change who you are thinking changes who you are. And so I will say that, you know, make sure that the causes you get behind are causes that are in line with the cause of Christ. Because if you live in a cause for too long and it's not a cause for Christ, you'll begin to morph into that cause mm-hmm. because that's what you're putting in. Yeah. Um, so I just Such wanted to word. just put that on the side note there. A little side sidestep. <laughs> okay. New Creations says, um, if there is any virtue, the word virtue refers to any particular moral excellence as in modesty and purity. Paul says, if there is any virtue, there may not be. Either way, we focus on whatever virtue there is and let whatever is not virtuous go from our minds without dwelling on it. How do we let it go when it comes to non-virtuous stuff? We pass on any lack of virtue up. We pass on any lack of virtue up the chain to God in prayer. Love that. How do you let it go? 
pass, pass it, it all on to God. Roll it, roll it off of your shoulders and onto the Lord. Not for yours Take you to carry. Yoke. That's exactly right. Nowhere mm-hmm. does he say, wear the burden. Wear right. the burden, wear right. the yoke, wear that, wear that cause, so wear true. that burden and don't bring it to me. I made you strong enough to handle it. Right. You got it. Right. Everywhere in this entire series that we have been talking about, it's constantly saying, don't focus on the things that are not of him. Right. And if it's not virtuous or it's not good or it's not lovely or it's not true and it's not honest and it's not pure, send it. Yes. Send it on up And it doesn't say only with the really big things. No. It's in everything from the littlest tiny things to the the very biggest and most deep and tragic. Lay at his feet. Let him handle it. Let him take care of it because he Mm -hmm. is the most just. He is the most pure. He is the most honest. He is the most lovely. There is a... um, so we go to Passion City Church and there's a new, they just released a new album, Passion Music did. And one of the songs that they do has just been so um, instrumental in my, in my prayer life and in my thought life, because there's a verse in it that says, I will rest in the father's hands, leave the rest in the father's hands. Oh, and like that. that has just become my prayer. Like I'm going to rest there and I'm going to leave, leave the rest there. That's like I'm going to awesome. take the good and leave the rest. Like, you know, like this is not. It's a, it's a big deal, but it's not a like extraordinary deal. Like we're trying to find a house. We're trying to buy a house and that is good stress and bad stress and all sorts of just things and anxiety and timelines. Yep. And, um, as, as the female of the house, like, it's just so important to me to find like the place where my family can just expand and exhale yes. and just relax and be at peace. And so I get a little worked up about it. Yeah. And like that song has just been like, I'm going to rest in the father's mm-hmm. hands and then I'm going to leave all of that in you the father's hands. That. Okay, link it. I will. I think that'd I be will. awesome. I'd love to to hear it. Um, maybe even put it in our be together. Yeah, that'd be I will. awesome. I yeah. will. Um, okay, and then New Creation says, if there is anything praiseworthy, when something is praiseworthy, it is a commendable thing, worthy of regard, confidence, kindness, etc. When we see something that stands out as being good or exceptional, then it's worth our time to think about that instead of murmuring or complaining about the things that aren't quite right. So what I love about this is um, we have active um, we have action to take, mm-hmm. right? So what do we do when think we feel like things are not virtuous, when things are not good, whatever word, fill it in there, pass it on up in prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leave it in God's hands. Um, and, and if it's not praiseworthy or anything else that has to do with one of these words that we've talked about, what do we need to do? Think about anything that you can think of that's good instead of murmuring or complaining about the things that aren't quite right. Just think about something. Like right. when you start seeing those negatives come in, swoop in and put a positive in. Um, I had someone that had been through a really difficult divorce and um, there was just a lot of hurt on both sides. And years after the fact, she told me I got caught up in what was wrong instead of what was right. Yes. And she said, it, she said it was like you have a blank sheet of white paper and there's one small pencil dot. I was focusing on the pencil dot. Like that's how significant it was. It was this like a pencil dot and I missed all that was white and clear and clean around it. And I just so I've always really remembered good. that illustration of we were focusing on pencil dots yes. when like 99.9% of things are. Yes. Okay. But the scary thing about the pencil dot, it will consume you. It will. It'll be all you can see. It's a dot. Yeah. And yet it's all that you see. And yeah. it's where you live and you make your bed and you lie in it. And before you know it, you don't know how to get out. And you think yeah. the only way to get out is just to quit. Yeah. Leave that whole dot altogether and go yeah. on to something else. 
you know, I tell people, um, like even in my own marriage with Chris, sometimes it's just so easy to focus on what he's not doing right instead of all the things that he is doing mm-hmm. right. Or on the couple of things that drive me crazy instead of all the things that I'm so in love with him about. Right. When you focus on those, what he's not doing for me, then that's all you begin to see. Right. And then you can't see any good. And if there is any good, you don't even care about it anymore because you're so fixed on the dot. Same thing with friendships. Same thing with parenting. You know, I have a friend where, I mean, her kid is exceptional, exceptional. And he's a fantastic guy. Um, And it's like, she's just always in doubt of really, is he really great? And it's, it's like, she's always thinking about, you know, well, other kids are this and Mm. he's not. And I'm like, celebrate what is like, there's so much to celebrate, like be so excited for what you have instead of in the fear of what you don't. Yes. So, yeah, like, I just think that we get caught up in that, that, that space. And here's the deal. Dots happen. For sure. Of course. Uh, inevitable. Grieve them. Weep them. Acknowledge them. Don't ignore them or pretend that they don't happen. That Nothing good comes of that. Correct. But don't build a bed right. and stay in them. Right. You know, it's like we, we have said the valley was meant to go through, but it wasn't meant to stay in. Yep. You know, like there, you were always meant to go to the mountaintop. You're not meant to stay in the yes. valley. Yes. yes. It's a hike to get to the top of the mountain. It is a feat to get to the top of the mountain. It's going to hurt. You're going to be worn out. You're yeah. going to be tired because nobody gets to the top of the mountain and says, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. Right. I mean, I don't care how many times I hike Kennesaw Mountain. I'm still <laughs> huffing and puffing every Same, single sister, time. That's why I let you talk on the way up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And if you go for a week or two or three or a month, Lord forbid, without doing it, it's like you start all over again. So, you know, I'm not saying tonight we we were being catty and laughing um, at the beginning of this series about even Jesus wept in the garden, but he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And like he, acknowledge those moments. Yes. Do you need a, do you need to take a break? Do you need a water break? I, I had a couple melt, meltdowns recently about something and um, <laughs> I text my mom and was like, just like, I was so bitter and catty. Um, and she got love her. She's such a prayer warrior and such an encourager. And she's like, well, maybe this is going on and the Lord. Da, da, da. And I replied to her and said, I know all that. And I don't have very few pity parties, but I just want to have one right yes. now. And I need a little sympathy. Like yes. I just said, like, I need to have a pity party. Yes. Does someone want to have one with me or just like, like call the guy a jerk, whatever the yeah. case may be, like just acknowledge what you need yes. in that moment, but you cannot get stuck That's there. Right. That's right. My daughter and I just had this conversation, grieve, cry. You can let people know that you're upset. That mm-hmm. is okay. Don't mm-hmm. deny reality, mm-hmm. but don't stay in mm-hmm. the negative. It was never meant for you to be stuck in uh-uh. ever, no. you know, adversity was, and that's why there's so many verses in the Bible about how to get out of the adversity, how to get out of the negative, how to get out of the despair. Mm-hmm. But we have to want to. Yeah. And you know, mystery loves company. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned last week about, you know, you're the, some, the average of the five people closest to you, right? Like what does that look like? And are you hanging out with people who allow you to be in, in your weakness mm-hmm. instead of in your strength? Right. You know, are you listening to things that keep you in your weakness instead of in your strength? Are right. you, are you gaining ammunition for the dot or are you gaining knowledge for the freedom? Yeah. I know. And there is self-responsibility in that. And God brought that forth even with all the 12 disciples. Yeah. 
How many times he called them out for their negative way of thinking? You think of Peter and how many times he denied Christ simply out of fear, right? God called him out. Mm -hmm. So he still loved him through it, Mm -hmm. but he, he dealt with it. And so, you know, deal with it. Yeah. So that you can be free. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't be a be thinking recording without talking about Dr. Carolyn Lee. (laughs) Hard. We need to meet her. I know. I know. She's How like can, our hero. Man, can we do a podcast with her? How cool would that be? Um, and the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, I'm just reading my first book of hers and um, loving it. And I have referenced her and told of her to so many people lately that are struggling with mindset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's got little daily things that you yeah. can do. She, you know, she's all about exercising the mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just knowledge in and doing nothing with it. Even it's, on Instagram, she's got great little things she that she quotes all of that. She has YouTube videos mm-hmm. that you can watch and they do daily little thingies and whatever. So um, yeah, a couple of things. This is one approach I want to take it to. Things to think about. So Dr. Leaf says you are special. You are unique. Now I have taken a paragraph and kind of cut a few things Mm -hmm. out and put it back together again. But you're special. You are unique. You have a particular way of thinking, feeling, and choosing that acts like a filter through which you experience reality. It shapes the worldview you build into your mind, which in turn shapes your future thoughts, feelings, words, and behavior. If this filter is broken, your perception of reality can become greatly distorted. Mm. If you are bitter or have low self-esteem, for example, your worldview can become clouded by toxic thinking, which in turn shapes your mindset and actions. Trauma and sin can interpret your design. Ooh. So here are my questions. So this is a little wrap. This is kind of bringing it to the end, but also my, my uh, practical applications all at the same time. We're going to sit in practical applications a little while. Okay. Um, do you know you, how well do you know yourself, your personality and your natural tendencies? Cause I think that's very important to know Like we were talking last week about how I'm a one Enneagram. And so mm-hmm. I have extreme high yes and no right, wrong, black and white, black and white when it comes to morals and so forth. And I feel very passionate that the way I see it is right. Right. <laughs> so I have to keep myself out of things I don't get in debates. I don't mm-hmm. get into needless, senseless conversations just for the fun of going at it most of the time. Um, there are very few people I can do that with, and I have to know they're doing it back with me. Greg's one of those people. Greg right. and I can banter each other. Yes. And we do you're, and you're both fun, ones. But we're both, yes. Is he one? Mm-hmm. It came out that way. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. I, mm-hmm. I, I But we kind of get each other, you yeah. know, like we understand it. And yep. there's no malice or anything afterwards and you move on. It's just it's not personal for him. It's not personal for you. It's just, it's an idea. Yeah. It's just a topic. Uh Right. Um, but if I'm doing it with someone who completely sees the other side of me and, um, really just takes on a very, what I believe very wrong way. Like I just, like I can accept that, but we're not gonna have a big conversation about it. I just need to move on. So my point here is how well do you know yourself? Mm -hmm. What, what kind of things, are you drawn to? What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? And we've talked about several times in our recording over the last five years. Um, yeah, to some, there are too many options out there for you to learn more about yourself. Yes. Personality tests, the Enneagrams, spiritual gifts tests, all of those things are available to you. And a lot of them will be free. Google them and get to know yourself a little bit better. So you kind of know, Hey, I, I don't need to, I don't need to sit in that. I don't right. need to go there. I don't need to listen to that. There's types of music that I just don't even listen to because it just isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel eh, right. So how well do you know yourself? 
And I will say too, there's a lot of people that don't believe or buy into personality stuff because they, they see it as a way to use it as a crutch to excuse behavior instead of using it as a way to understand yourself to get better. So you do have to caution against, well, that's just, I'm just a nine. So I'm going to always be a procrastinator and slothy. And I'm just going to use that as my excuse. Like it doesn't give you permission to not try to transform into more being like Christ. Johnny Hunt did uh, a fantastic sermon and it was 22 years ago, 21 years ago. And crazy that you can still remember a sermon, mm-hmm. right? Cause how yeah. many sermons have you learned? Her, her, he did the spiritual gifts and he broke them down into each spiritual gift. And if you were living in your weakness or if you were living in your strength and I realized, I knew immediately what my spiritual gift was and I lived a lot in my weakness, but I'd never had anybody kind of show that or yeah. explain that. And I was like, okay, I need to change. Like I need to be living in my strengths. So the point of you learning more about yourself is so that you kind of see where your, where your strengths are, right? where your sweet spot is, but where your weaknesses are that you need to, you need to possibly Absolutely. be aware of and work with and change your mindset, Absolutely. right? It's all about, and it helps you love other people and to serve other people better too, because then you begin to understand other people better. So you may not have that brick wall. You may have a little more grace. You may have a little more endurance or whatever. Yes. And Carolyn Leaf has got a book called the perfect you. So she takes a little bit of a different angle and that's the book I'm reading. She takes a little bit different angle to like a personality test, but you do this huge questionnaire um, and you have to answer really, really honestly. And then you put all that together and it just helps you, understand you're better. It, it, that's what she talks about. You got to know your perfect you. What is your perfect you? Know right. you better. Right. Anyways, is your filter broken? What has happened to you that you might be hanging on to aware or unaware mm-hmm. that is distorting your reality? Because mm-hmm. if you have a distorted reality, you're going to have a distorted mindset. Yeah. And if you have a distorted mindset, you're probably not living in the fruits of the mindset that Paul's talking about. You know, what's so funny is like that translates not only into just yourself, but it translates into like how your marriage, how you parent. Like Greg used to tell me all the time early on with Jaina that she, Jaina does not have the same childhood that you had. Stop projecting your issues onto your daughter because she's, it's a whole different thing. And whatever things that you struggled with, because that's just who you were, those aren't the things that she struggles with. So stop projecting that onto her. That was like the greatest wisdom as that one. That's her reality. Mm -hmm. Your reality and her reality are two different realities. And Chris and I have this thing that we talk about is the reality perception gap. Yeah. And we mentioned that before. I have. And the, the, the vernacular is so good for us that even Addie and Ryland use it now. Oh, that's, so you know, good. and Addie will be like, um, you, I'll, you know, we'll start talking. She's like, I know, I know reality perception, reality perception. <laughs> but when you can put words to a feeling yes, and it becomes common language with you and people around you, it begins to give you um, a tool to be able to use, to explain how you're feeling without asking the other person to understand your feelings. Right. Because when you're different people, the Chris and I, for example, he just can't understand my mind. It just can't. I mean, it just, it, he just can't. I think I sometimes understand his a little bit better just because I'm a discerner. Mm-hmm. I'm a studier of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many times in our marriage that we use the perception reality gap. Mm-hmm common language. Yeah. Um, so in your own world, you know, what's the common language you need to come up with so that you can talk to yourself. Yeah. 
right? Because you are not going to be able to fix your common language with other people until you have it for yourself. You're not going to be able to fix your relationship with other people until you fix your relationship with yourself. That's good. You know? Yep. Okay. Here's another quote. It is important to remember that thoughts are made into habits through deliberate, repeated, and conscious cognitive thinking. This type of thinking has to occur for a minimum of three cycles of 21 days in order for the true understanding to take place. Three cycles for 21 days. So my, my um, challenge is think of three times a day to have a cycle of positive thinking and do it for 21 days. And see if you don't have more of an understanding of positive thinking. Are you trying to develop new ways of thinking? What deliberate strategies have you put into place in order to change the way you think? So three cycles, 21 days, and let's see what happens. And I would love, love, love to hear from our listeners about this. Like we all need to be empowering each other that change is possible. And so if you do any of these practical applications and you see a change, post about it, write about it, tell us about it. We'll post about it. If you want it, join the be together group, talk about it. Like let's, let's engage with one another and have like a revival of mindset. I love that too. She's a, she's a Christian neuroscientist. So this three cycles of 21 days is a very specific Mm -hmm. scientifically proven thing that she has seen make transformation. Yes. Yes. And yes. And I love that you just said that she's a Christian neuroscientist because now she gets into the Christian nitty gritty to ensure that we stay in our perfect you and correctly respond to the circumstances of everyday life. We need to train ourselves to consult with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We can ask the Holy Spirit to help us renew our mindsets and teach us how to react and to behave. The Holy Spirit will guide us if we choose to listen to him and show us the correct way to consciously veto our thinking, Mm. feeling and choosing. Mm-hmm. In this way, we fulfill the requirements of scripture to constantly pray. So my question is, do you call upon the Lord? Do you call upon the Holy Spirit to help you grow and change the areas of your life you know is needed? Um, because man, you're not going to do it in your own power. I've learned that. Like there are just some things, the battle of the mind is a spiritual warfare. So when you think about when you're having anxiety, when you're having depression, when you're just in the angst of negative, whatever, Mm -hmm. it's not just about you. It's not just about you and God. There is something much greater going on. Satan knows if he can get us to be paralyzed in our way of thinking, then he has been able to sabotage our effectiveness for Christ. Yeah. He's sly. He is cunning. Like he's not going to put a red flag that says, Hey, I'm going to keep you from the cause of Christ today. Mm -hmm. Right. We probably would never even stop to realize to say, I am in spiritual warfare. Like Satan is using me right now against God. I've got to call on the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to battle for me. Right. Because this is beyond what I can do. Yeah. He's not in the business. Like, he's not going to come up to a Christian and, like, try to take our salvation. But what he's going to do is try to put just enough distance between us and God to keep us from living the free life that... The abundantly That's free right. life. That's what I was just going to say. He's not going to take our salvation because he can't, but doggone it, he's going to try to take our freedom. Yeah. So if he can take the peace that's supposed to be guarding our that's hearts right. and minds, then he's got us exactly where he wants so us. So here's what I would even say. If you don't feel the peace of God that passes all understanding in your life, like the situation that happened with Ryland, I had emotion. Of course. I had I had anxiety. I had fear. I had mm-hmm. worry. I didn't live in them. Mm-hmm. 
right? It would, it would be unrealistic for me to say I didn't have those feelings. Those are natural feelings to have, but I didn't live in them. Okay. And while I had fear, while I had anxiety, while I had sadness, I also still experienced immense amount of peace. Okay. So if you're not ever experiencing that peace that passes all understanding, that hope that spurs you on to tomorrow, no matter what your circumstances are today, you might need to rebuke the devil. Yes. You might need to get you some oil and you might need to anoint your doorways and your pillow and everything that you feel like you need to anoint. Yes. And you might need to have a come to Jesus conversation and realize this isn't just about me. I have been a pawn used in Satan's battle against my creator. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I allowed it to happen and it it will happen no more. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're not going to still have the trials of fear and anxiety, especially if you suffer with those issues. Yeah. But I would really encourage you to read a little bit with this Dr. Carolyn Leaf because she believes that the mind is so amazing Mm -hmm. because she links it to the soul, right? The mind is so amazing that you can be broken free of living in the bondage of depression and anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and all of those other things, Mm self-loathing and so forth. So, um, you know, there's a reason why Paul wrote about it. And there's a reason why we struggle with it. If it wasn't important, he wouldn't have written it. Right. He knew that God gave him the word to speak because humanity was going to struggle with these things. Mm -hmm. And I think women struggle with them so much more than men because we're emotional creatures. We're spiritual, very spiritual creatures. And um, Satan's like, hey, this is how I can, that's how I can get them. Yeah. And I would say too, do not negate the vital bloodline that it infuses into you to read the word of God, That's right. because we can so often listen to, listen to podcasts. Yeah. Like this one is amazing, but like it, nothing is going to substitute you getting in the word of God for yourself right. and how God will speak to you through just his word. Like I was reading a devotion today and it had a verse from Psalms that just jumped out at me. And I opened my Bible and just read the whole Psalm and was like, this did more for me in this moment than all the days of trying to find, you know, like it just, it is life. It is breath. It is active and it is living in you. And the thing is, is we are trying to do, I was talking to somebody, I think it was just yesterday. We were talking about how nowadays you can be a Christian without believing the word of God. Yes. And without knowing it at all. Without knowing it at all. And I would say to you that, you know, the Bible is what feeds your Christianity. It nurtures it. It, it, it is the vine and we are the branches. It's the roots and, and out of it, it, we are, we are taken care of and fed. And if you don't ever put it in, it's never going to come out. And this whole stuff that we're talking about I don't think that you can really put all these great things in if you don't Mm -hmm. truly understand them, because this is really saying, hey, put God in, put God in, put God in, because God is just and pure and lovely and all these words. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only way that you can get to know God really and truly is through his word. Yeah. Like otherwise your salvation is um, built on shifting sands. Yeah. Because are you being yes. shifted? Are circumstances shifting you? And yes. change? like, are they rocking your world more than the Lord is? Yeah. Like, and I'm speaking to myself just as much as I am anybody else. Yeah. Like, like how easily shaken am I? Because my foundation may not be as strong as it needs to be. That's so right. I got to get back into the word to read for myself what 
God would say to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, I mean, I am all about anointing doors and windows and I've done it in every house. Like I'm Mm -hmm. all about that, but you have to marry that with the word of God. That's right. So if it's not predicated on the foundation of truth on solid ground, you will forever shift. And so, you know, I was thinking about, you were talking about this friend of yours that, you know, she's a believer, mm-hmm. um, and amazing prayer life, but she's just struggling with some of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And another, uh, my sister-in-law was telling me about a friend of hers that, um, she's not kind of sure where she stands, but she's raising her boys to be believers. Right. Like, gosh, if you're not all in on the word of God, that's your solid rock. Mm-hmm. That's your solid rock. Mm-hmm. Everything else is sifting, shifting sands, sinking sands. I like sinking sands yeah. even better because you feel like you're sinking. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You feel like you're drowning. Um, and I don't know, maybe there's a podcast in there for us, uh, for the future, just talking about truly being what being rooted, like how do we have such faith that we believe so adamantly that God is God and that the word of God is true. I don't know. Like it just is a burden to me that there are a lot of women that are struggling with that Mm -hmm. because you can't have that true freedom if you're struggling in that. Well, and something that, um, something that I've, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but like for me personally, the only reason that I, that I have the faith that I have is because God allowed certain things to happen that really Mm -hmm. shook my faith. And it wasn't that I had to prove to God how strong my faith was. It was that I needed to prove to myself how strong my faith was. So when everything came crashing down and I felt like everything was coming to an end and that I would never survive it, I realized, no, I do believe in God. I do believe that he says who he says he is. I do believe that his word is what it says it is. And like, that brought, that brought me out. Like God already knew where I stood, but I didn't know where I stood. I didn't know how true it was until Mm -hmm. everything was shaken. And so sometimes when things do still continue to happen, or I'm in those kind of moments, I just think, okay, this is an opportunity for me to prove more to myself, how deep my foundation is and, Mm -hmm. and, and where do I really stand on it? And do I really trust God? Cause I'm not acting like I trust God. Right. Right. I'm not thinking like I trust God. Mm -hmm. I'm not praying like I trust Mm -hmm. God. So there. It's flipping that mindset to view it as an opportunity yeah. instead of, a- and it's taking the chance mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to believe it yeah. like, because faith is believing in the evidence of things not seen. It's not going to make sense. It isn't tangible. Right. But the deeper your faith runs, I believe the more of that peace you can feel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the, okay, yeah, it's real. Right. Like it, I can't explain it all, but I know I believe it. Yeah. And it's real. And God has given me that peace that passes all understanding that could come from nowhere else. Right. It's a, but God. Yep. You know, and we've talked about that, but God moments. So, and I love, I love our, my, but God stories, Mm -hmm. like the ones that are just, that was so his fingerprints. You can't find anything of me on that. That was just, just take a chance. Take it. What do you have to lose? You have everything to gain. Worst case scenario, you end up right where you're at. Same thing with the mindset. Worst case scenario, you end up where you are. Mm-hmm. But what do you have to gain? Everything to just take a chance yeah. to make a change in the way that you choose to see life yeah. and the way you think. Well, on that note, I'll pray us out. Yeah. 
Uh, dear God, I just pray that everyone that has listened to this episode today, Lord, I pray that you have just uh, given them a conviction and just an excitement to live boldly and live plainly for you, Lord. I pray that you have um, put into their hearts and into their minds the things of you that they need to focus on, think on, meditate on. I pray that um, their strength is renewed so that they can live that out. And I pray that you every single day just give us the um, courage to be able to flip-flop our mindset and to focus on things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and good report and virtue and praise. Um, Lord, you are worthy, and I know that you just desire such freedom for us, and you've given us everything we need at our fingertips to be able to live that way. And I just pray that you help us all and enable us all to do that. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah.